Okie dokie. Let's party. Let's do it. You ever get the feeling that everything in America is completely fucked up? Ooh, I did have some. You know that feeling that the whole country is like one inch away from saying, that's it, forget it. Let's see. Hey, where I'm, uh, now look, here's a house full of bees. Like you think the honey badger cares? It doesn't give a shit. Listen, let's get one thing straight. Price is right. Guns don't kill people. I do. One of my favorite things is when you play the intro because we're not on video right now mm-hmm. anymore, and I still watch the Liberty Tree montage of all the stuff that we threw together. Yeah, with, with like Full Metal Jacket and uh, Outbreak, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and I always judge it by like how's this flow with the music. Yeah, that was my second favorite one. That's kind of my goal now. Has yeah, become how to make first the- being Anya. Like nothing's right. going to beat. Well, then blue, if that's but... your second favorite, then it surpassed uh, Guitars and Cadillacs, which you that said was, was your second favorite. It <laughs> was pretty good. Lady. Yeah, it, it, that just got bumped down to number three. That has become my new goal. Yeah. To like, pick the song that perfectly juxtaposes right. the death, destruction, e- the evil mayhem that is in the, our The dancing show. elites, the yep. drone footage. Does yeah. The way that the dancing elites came out by speeding it up a little, and they're mm-hmm. just like kind of maniacally dancing, is right. just so good yes yes so uh who was that artist called hidena huh or jidena probably because that was a legit smooth jam right there isn't that cool yeah i liked it yeah he's uh nigerian american i think he's half white um but his parents were originally well were i believe together in nigeria he was born here in the united states Mm -hmm. they his dad is a professor and uh, his mom is a uh pretty like an executive or something. Anyway, he comes from right. pretty high, well-to-do yeah. stock. They moved back to Nigeria when he was like eight years old. Interesting. And then a failed kidnapping attempt made them decide they should probably move back to America. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, they don't fuck around in, in Africa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Africa equals no joke. <laughs> Uh, let's go back to that suburb in Atlanta. <laughs> exactly. Uh, check it out. I got some, uh, pulled the website up here. I got okay. some new t-shirts to show you. And I oh, thought this would nice. be a good way for me to remember to tell people that if you would like to support the show. <laughs> we are trying to, attempting to run a business here. Every once in a while, we, uh, remember to self-promote. And this is my ham-handed attempt to do that right now. I was thinking about it, actually. The, the reason that you and I don't self-promote, do you know what it is? 
Uh, I I think it's a confluence of a couple different things. I can tell you what it is on my end. I know that it's the same for you as it is for me. There's there's an element to it that just seems fucking tacky. Uh, yeah, I think there's a Venn diagram. I'm going with the two circles, not the three. That, uh, two. Yeah, Kamala Harris uses. Uh, mm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Darn it! Uh, I was I gonna say switch I just, that. Like, I just. Don't. What do you think of the new soundboard? <laughs> yeah, I like that. Got a lot of. Uh, <laughs> huh? Very nice. Uh, I'm tired of all those cool clips that we always play. The reason why I don't just I just don't give a shit. Like I just I like doing this and uh, yeah, but yeah, exactly. I guess it, like not I, exactly. Not, That's not that I'm like what I'm like, saying. Not that I'm like apathetic about like what we do, but it's more no. just uh, I don't. My brain just doesn't work that way. Anymore. Me neither. I like doing it too, and to stop what we're enjoying doing to be like, uh, oh hey guys, uh, if, if you wouldn't mind sending us money, um, here's some ways to do it. It just doesn't flow right. with what we're doing. Yeah. So, anyways, we. Um, now that we're talking about it, uh, you can also go to Patreon to send us money. <laughs> if it's hard to find, uh, there's a link to it in the show notes, I believe. So, anyways, check out these new shirts. See what we got, brother. I got this uh, Ted Pilled shirt. Very nice. The image on it, so it says Ted Pilled underneath the image. The image is a clothespin, and then next to the clothespin is the clothespin switch. So this is a way to make a switch that could, I don't know, turn a light on or ah. anything else by taking a clothespin and wiring uh, copper wire to it, and then you put something like a piece of plastic or cardboard in uh-huh. between. When that's removed, then just uh, to is. to to complete like a simple like an electrical circuit. Yeah, or like turn on a light, ceiling fan, yeah, there, doorbell, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, battery charger, something, mm-hmm. something, you know, charge the phone. Yeah, and then underneath it says Ted Build. Very nice. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Uh, did you see the It's All Fake? I like that one a lot. Me too. So get yourself a Ted Pilled shirt or It's All Fake shirt. Do you uh, know why I like that one? No. Because it's all fake. Yeah. <laughs> the more I look into stuff, I'm like, everything is bullshit. Yeah. Well, and that is not to be mistaken for uh, nothing matters. Mm-hmm. It's all fake, meaning you're being lied to. But everything matters. On every level. Right. Everything that you see in the media, everything that you're exposed to, it's all fucking fake. So we talked about that right on cue when things, the narrative is, seems to be kind of going the wrong way and people aren't buying it. What do we get? We get an alien invasion. Yeah. And it's all fake. By and large, most people said like, I just, I don't, I don't care or like, I'm just not buying this at all. Yeah. And then, I don't know if you pay attention, but this week, uh, today, you know what I saw a bunch of in the mainstream media? No. Is uh, they really think they have found, and they're doing expeditions, and there's this giant production of Proof of the Loch Ness Monster. Nice. And I saw it in the news, I'm like, oh Messy. my God, you got to be kidding me. Like yeah. People are buying into this. And I think that with every passing day, People are buying into it less and less. People yes. are starting to see that the emperor has no clothes. The old pattern recognition. People are yep. like, it's just a yep. little weird how they're like going back into the archives and like trying to pull up. You know, I'm we're gonna get some Bigfoot shit like next month. That's <laughs> what I'm guessing. And also, uh, speaking of Bigfoot, oh boy, my dad. Are you talking about 
podiatry, <laughs> big, yeah, or, or the actual yeah. or the oversized primate. No, not big podiatry. <laughs> okay, uh, the oversized primate. My one of those is real. We should call my uncle right now. Jesus, we should. Oh, should we call him? He won't answer. My uncle apparently. My dad just informed me at his birthday party over mm-hmm. the weekend that his brother has ver- seen verifiably true proof. Actual proof that Bigfoot does exist in the Northwest. Really? That's what he said. Hmm. God, I would love to hear them say that. <laughs> I, uh, I'm i calling him. I, I was on a road trip over the weekend, and we drove home yesterday. And uh, it's you know, we're, we're driving home, for, I don't know, what is it, four hours from our hometown around there, up, to, uh, up yeah. in Humboldt uh, County. A lot less now that they have uh, the Willits bypassing. Right. And a lot more now that the at least half of the 101 is under construction. Oh, is <laughs> it? Yeah, it's just completely. I was like, you guys can time this a little better. Does, you have to work on the entire highway like in different <laughs> sections. But we were driving back, and my wife's like, why don't you throw on a podcast? And, and so I threw on uh, Our Big Dumb Mouth, which is uh, a great podcast and one of my favorites. And all those guys, they kind of interlap, they overlap with other podcasts. So it's like, between those guys, they each have an average of three podcasts each or whatever. She goes, you like this one? I was like, because I was playing maybe T-Lav, Last American Va- Vagabond, and mm-hmm. then like Macroaggressions. And my wife is not into the dark stuff. Sure. And she's just like, I like, is this like what you do all day? Like, I just, I'm like, okay. Our Big Nun Mouth is pretty good because they have, they, they take the piss out of everything. They have some fun. But the reason why I don't like it is they just go big on UFOs and aliens, constantly talking about it. Right. And so they're on it, and I'm just like, you mind if I skip through this? I'm just not interested. And, uh, and I asked my wife, I was like, where are you on aliens? She goes, uh. She goes, I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't think about it at yeah. all. She goes, you? I was like, I, I just don't care. It's like flat earth. I was like, I just, I don't care. If someone told me, we were talking about this yesterday, if someone mm-hmm. told me, like, turns out the earth is flat, I'm like, right on, going to work tomorrow. Yeah. Like, it just doesn't matter to me whatsoever. If aliens exist or not, I think it's just, it's used as such a distraction. Not that flat earth is a distraction, but, like, currently. I think flat earth is a total distraction. Think so? Oh, big time. But aliens definitely is, because that's in the mainstream media, and they're talking about, like, you know, Shit start going sideways with the cultural narrative, and all yeah. of a sudden, like we're getting an alien invasion. I'm like, are you guys really like buying into this? Right. The fact that they have admitted, the government has admitted to us after all these years and all their secret shit that they've kept to themselves, and Area 51 and Roswell and all that secret shit that they then now they're admitting, like, yeah, we have we have proof that there are aliens. It's like that alone should just deflate anyone who actually believed in aliens right god damn it i was hoping (laughs) aliens are real turns out they're not the government's saying that they're real so obviously they're not right they wouldn't they wouldn't admit it it is amazing the widespread cultural yawn (laughs) as a response to them and not say everyone's just like Uh even the people that like you the dummies that buy into this shit that buy into the 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 shiny object getting weighed in front of their face because they're not supposed to pay attention to this other thing is everyone's like uh well, yeah, what are you going to do? Isn't that funny? Like, if it was 1985 and the government came out and said that, people would just be like, ah! like running out in the street, like, ah! kids in the cellar. Yeah, totally. <laughs> now we are in, we all have been so 
accustomed to living in clown world that it's just kind of like, yeah, all right. Well, (laughs) there's just so much, it's just a daily fuckery that just gets like more and more insane. You know, as we always say, like the stuff I hear today, if, if someone would have told me like five years ago to be like, what drugs are you on? Like, are you insane? And now, now that's a New York times headline. I'm like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do with that information? Yeah. Uh, Moreno texted me today and he's like, I just watched three of the most insane videos on Instagram. Like people out there are crazy right now. Yeah. And I was like, did you send them to me? Cause I need to know what you mean because right. people are crazy is it's, it's, it's a wildly varying barometer. Yes. of What we call crazy. Totally. <laughs> it and goes it, from person to person. It could It spanned in my mind. It could have been anything from like just the weird shit that people do to try to get followers on mm-hmm. Instagram, like dance moves and stupid shit or, you know, to all the way to, Turned out what he actually was watching was like a, a congressional so hearing. So bad. <laughs> yeah, there's these people that get paid to pass laws that only help them and fuck us over. It was, I got sick to my stomach how, when how, he was telling me about how, it. How do you fund such an operation? Uh, well, people uh, give them their money. Just on their own volition, by choice. Uh, no, no, they don't. They don't give it to them voluntarily. But the uh, money that they make, uh, so actually, uh, how, how they would, give that to how them. How would you enforce this? I mean, what if you don't want to give them? Well, just don't, they they you, ask them for it and they they send it in. Oh, yeah. okay. But so you have the choice. You don't have to if you don't want to. No, I mean, yeah, you do. You you can choose not to. Um, oh, then life goes on. I'm assuming. But if you do that, then they show up at your house with guns and uh, actually, with, they hold you up by your ankles and shake you until the change falls out of your fucking pants pocket. <laughs> you vote for these people? That's, or? Uh, yeah. Yeah, so that's, you know, we voted for them, so therefore... So by your own choice, you choose which person wants to take half your shit, and then they take that money to become wealthy? No, they they use that money to help you. Oh, like roads and things like that. Okay, gotcha. Roads. Yes, <laughs> what about, exactly. What about the roads? <laughs> All that money goes into the roads. I mean, just take a look at the Ro- roads in front schools. of my house. <laughs> oh, God. Dude, that reminds me. I got to, am I, was that in my notes to come back to Obama's, uh, oh, it was, yeah, campaign pledges. I got some. Oh, yeah. Stuff to got some doozies. Is this up there with uh, Gavin Newsom is going to end homelessness as. The mayor of San Francisco. This would be 2000. Who the fuck cares? I mean, he didn't end homelessness. That was so funny when he said that. I remember thinking, like, as naive as I was, I, th- I remember me and Mike were thinking, like, end homelessness. Wow. You know what? How come no one's just thought, let's go big. Let's just end homelessness. Well, maybe he can do it. I'm game. I'm game. If he can end homelessness, I'm on board. What a fucking idiot. Hey, I saw a pretty <laughs> I saw a pretty wild statistic. So we spend in California here over twice the amount as any other state. Well, on our schools, but also on the homeless industrial complex. And did you know the national rate of homelessness has actually gone down in the last few years? Really? But in California, it's gone up by almost 40%. I wonder how they calculate that because if everyone just moved to California, would that make the national rate go down? <laughs> it's kind of what I'm getting at. Interesting. Yes. Interesting. Uh, well, let me just get into that because what, what I uh, what I found was in response to um, 
some criticism that I came across about Vivek Ramaswamy. Mm -hmm. Because I'm not sure if you know this, but Vivek Ramaswamy is now our boy. And Uh, we are Vivek supporters, (laughs) apparently. I I, I, I didn't get that email. (laughs) You know, it's funny. You and I, we joke about not being Trump supporters all the time. Uh Because, and I've actually, some people are confused by that. (laughs) (laughs) But... The reason that we are constantly saying we're not Trump supporters is because um, we are constantly put in a position where we have to defend Donald Trump. Yeah, I think that is part and parcel to, and I want—I actually want to talk about this a little bit later, but that we live, this has been the, the one of the most pathetic and just tragically sad things I've seen develop in my lifetime. And that is watching everything being distilled down to a political binary with no nuance, no critical thought. No, there's no gradient anymore. There's no gray area. There's mm-hmm. no, uh, picking, you know, I like a little bit of that. I'm kind of a conservative guy, but I'm also a liberal guy. You know what I mean? That's gone. Like it's become this weird, it's like low primate behavior. It's, um, I think that's where that, whole Trump thing comes from. Cause you can't go, I mean, <laughs> dude, down to you can stereotype someone and you can talk to them and say, um, yeah, we're going big on the gardens this year. We're really trying to can and store food. And they'll just look at you like, right. Trump. Mm-hmm. It's the saddest thing I've ever seen. It's like, it's, I am, I am not, I'm completely going to eliminate the notion of like nuanced thinking. You know what I mean? That this person might be, there might be more than one dimension to them. I completely exist. Everything goes through this prism of the political binary and is the saddest thing I've ever seen and is everywhere now. And that has happened. It's only happened in the last five, six years. I know. It's been one of the most rapid cultural changes I've ever seen. You might not have noticed it because it, it, it did happen rapidly, but it happened uh, subtly at the same time, if that's if mm-hmm. that's possible. But if I think it is, because if you just if you went to sleep, if you went into a coma in 2017, or let's say before Trump 2015, mm-hmm. and woke up today, yeah, and saw what was going on, you'd be like, "What the fuck?" It is, it is comical how Trump has just broken people's brains. Between Trump and COVID, people's brains are fucking broken. And it's funny what people have voluntarily sacrificed to get there. So you say that you grow your own vegetables and that person now has to sacrifice any sort of curiosity yeah. about that or interest or kind of or maybe commonality that they would achieve between right. you. And instead they, they sacrifice that, they throw that in the garbage and instead have to go, what's the political angle on That's this? kind of what I was driving at. Everything is political. Yeah. It's the saddest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. It's it's all around me. It, it man, it's so frustrating to deal with. I, I just know. don't talk to people anymore. I'm just like I just whatever I say, you're going to take it as some kind of like I've lost friends. It's like whatever I say, you're going to take it as some kind of like political move. And it's just like I just my brain does not work that way. I don't even have any politics. I fucking hate all politicians. And so to it's like how we say it's like talking to a like a collectivist or a statist. I'm like we speak different languages. Our brains work in a different way. And it's just like. I'm going to be cordial. I'm going to be civil, but it's like I don't. There's just nothing for us to to discuss because whatever I say, you interpret it through this perverted, like fucking deranged prism that you have in your hat head. It's like whatever I say, you just put it in these two categories: like 
um, Bernie or Trump <laughs> or like whatever it is. I got to say, I'm, I'm guilty thinking. of it myself, but it's it's more in like a, um, I'm ready for that attack mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. I'm ready for someone to come at me and I'm looking for it. And so I think I contribute to it as much as it's, you know, th- that person is giving it. Yeah. I'm ready to receive it. And it's this kind of, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. It's, yeah. You know, I'm going to look back. That's where you and I did. You, you, you like to mix it up a little bit. <laughs> I'm just like, I just, I just want to go home and hang out with my dog and my kid. Yeah. Even if I'm not wanting to mix it up, though, it's... And like, my wife. Sorry, honey. I, <laughs> I'm... Uh, I'm just so cognizant, like just driving my truck down the street. Yeah. I'm, or washing my truck, for example, especially last summer when we were supposedly still in the drought. Mm-hmm. And I just, anytime someone walked by, I was just ready. <laughs> I was ready for a comment. It never came, but I was ready. I knew that, I, I assumed they were all thinking like, how dare you wash your truck? Don't you realize we're in a drought? You could be saving gallons of water <laughs> by not washing your truck. Did you see uh, that Google just announced um, a worldwide ban on independent media from search results that just came out today? So Google, so when you search, when you go into the Google search bar, I'm going to look up, um, I don't know, Clinton body count (laughs) off the top of my head, (laughs) is all independent media will be banned from that search from Google. Really? Just came out today. That's a, a official policy of Google? That's what I'm saying here. Huh. Uh, Google has partnered with the UN, the WHO, and other globalist organizations in a new censorship tool, according to Latoya Drake, head of Google News Lab. Google News Lab is a, quote, a team within the Google News Initiative, known as the GNI, uh, whose mission is to collaborate with journalists to fight misinformation, misinformation and other things. And they're going to work with publishers and journalists to fight misinformation. Does that talk about I Verify? No. That article? Oh boy, what's this? Oh, uh, you don't know? I was okay. So I was thinking all day today because I had a couple different things I was going to talk about, but I didn't do like a deep dive or anything because I've had some complaints of like what? Yes, of like it just okay. I'm getting, we're going to get into the complaints here. Okay, in a like shit gets a little dark. <laughs> And like, do you, is this what you think about all day? I was like, I do. Yes. <laughs> but I'm always having fun with it in my head. Like, it's so ridiculous. Like That's I, the thing. Like, yeah. we, and you and I try to bring some brevity to this shit on purpose. Like, yeah. yes, it's dark. Maybe you didn't know about it before we, we told it to you, but at least we're giving you a, like a spoonful of sugar to help the medicine go down. At least that's the goal. Funny you should bring up sugar, because that's what I want to talk about today. All right. <laughs> but, yes, it's, it's uh Yeah. Well, my first thought is like, oh, you should hear the shit that doesn't make it onto the podcast. I'm like, ah, let's not go there. That's a, that's a little too much. But I just think all that stuff is so interesting to me because, and I don't want to get, in, I mean, again, going back to the political binary, you go into like red pill, blue pill, people in that deranged prism in their mind, they like, oh, they're talking about red Democrat versus Republican. You're like, no, it's just a way of thinking about things of like, I have an awareness of like how fucked up things are and how corrupt everything is. And the blue pill is just the head in the sand. Like everything's all good. Mm -hmm. Everything's fine. Especially here in California, we live in a one party state 
And that, like, so a perfect example would be the complete denial that our urban centers in California, Los Angeles, San Francisco, are just decaying fucking cesspools of crime and mental illness and homelessness and addiction and, you know, violent crime. And I still talk to people till, still to this day. It's like, it took me a while to do this math. I'm like, no, I just, I don't go. In San Francisco, once a beautiful, beautiful, one of the greatest cities in the entire world. We both lived there for a very long time. Right. I was like, I won't even go there anymore, short of like in a medical emergency. And it's just like, you talk to your blue pill normie friends. Yeah, it was like, like my, my, like, no, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. I'm like, dude, it's, it's a national joke. San Francisco is a national joke. We joke. drove down to Oakland over the yeah. weekend, and my wife was removed everything from the car that could be stolen. Yeah. And even her purse, she put under the seat. And I was asking her, like, aren't you taking the purse into the party? She's like, yeah. She's like, that's how I roll when we go through Oakland. <laughs> I, I, I don't care. And I'm she's from there, there, right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and that's why I informed her that I was packing. So... <laughs> Because that's how I roll through Oakland. <laughs> um, do you want to do that sugar thing now, or can I ad- address uh, the, uh, sure. the, the criticisms? So, uh, not to gloss over it, but um, so I did a little hunting over the weekend. Ah, did you? <laughs> yes, yes. How did that go? Uh, so, last year is hunted my ass off every every waking minute that I could, like, just hiking up cliffs, I mean, hours upon hours and upon hours. Yeah. Skipped a couple opportunities uh, early in the season. I was like, nah, I'm going to wait for something better. I'm going to wait for something better. Here I am on the last day of deer season. Like, I'm going to come out empty-handed. I ended up getting a deer, but it was, a, I think, a 249-yard shot, if I remember correctly. But it was down a canyon. This thing, like, scurried into the bush, and I never found it. Which Uh-oh. was a heartbreak I have not experienced since probably like eighth grade dance. One of my girlfriend told me. If you'd like to email us and uh, talk shit to Matt or complain about his <laughs> hunting ethics, just, uh, yes. send me an email, uh, Kelly at Liberty Tree. Yes, because but yeah, because of, by all knowledge that we have, that deer would have just lived and uh, peacefully died from old age <laughs> if, if no one had shot it. And no, instead it suffered, uh, bled out while a mountain lion (laughs) found it and then ripped its head off. (laughs) And we spent hours like crawling through like briar bush and a canyon and rock scrabble, like to try to find this and couldn't find it. And so this year going in, I was like, well, why are you, why are you hunting? I was like, I hunt to eat. Right. I want the meat in my freezer. Right. Cause I want a direct connection to my meat. That's why I started hunting. I don't really care about like trophies. You know what I mean? I have no problem against trophy hunting. Uh, the people that do haven't done 20 minutes of research on game management and wildlife practices. There's a reason why we have trophy hunting. It's not just some Yahoo who wants a giant rack. Oh, you mean the people that do have a problem with it? Yes. Ah. And so. Yeah, but those people are people that don't do research to begin with. Yeah, so. yeah they live in a completely emotionally based Your state. appeal to do research is falling on deaf ears, <laughs> my friend. Yes. So uh, this year I went in going like, Okay, I'm not – if I get an opportunity, like, I'm taking it. Uh-huh. And opening season uh, – opening day of the season was Saturday. And I changed my plans at the last second that night. Is uh, I was going out to this giant ranch on the coast that's in my family, um, belongs to my sister. And then my childhood friend shows up. I bump into him downtown Ferndale, which is, what, two blocks long? 
So if you walk downtown, I'm going to see half the people I've known since kindergarten. Yep. <laughs> any given day. And he's like, dude, I got, there's a ton of bucks up on my property, which is 10 minutes from my parents' house. Like, why don't you come check it out? And I had like some obligations during that day. I was like, well, I can't do an all day hunt anyway. So I'm able to try the easiest thing first. I showed up. I told him I'm going I'm to show up like a little before six. Uh, I'll have the lights off and um, I'm going to hop the fence. I was like, I'm trying not to wake you up or anything. And then uh, if you want to come up and join me, like I'll be on this ridge right here. And we kind of scoped it out the night before. We were just drinking beers, like hiking around, which is one of like, one of the most pleasant evenings I've ever had. I've known this guy. He's been one of my best friends since kindergarten. We're just drinking beers, walking around the fucking woods, like talking about like hunting and stuff. He doesn't hunt at all. He's like, yeah, but just go for it, man. And uh, I showed up, <clears throat> hopped the fence. I walk up on the ridge, the top of the hill, and I'm looking at the the next ridge over. And then as I'm looking, I see down the field like what I think to be like a good-sized buck, but still a little bit dark outside. And they see like movement, so if you just kind of – kind of just chill like they won't move but if you start moving around it'll 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 bump them and as i'm looking down i was like is he he's looking right at me and so i'm like looking just with my eyes i'm like i think i can get up on that ridge hug the timber line and like get down on this guy and uh rise i'm thinking about making that plan another buck just walks right in front of me <laughs> morning probably like 60 yards away and I, <laughs> I i seriously said to myself i was like you gotta be fucking kidding me <laughs> At that moment, that buck goes, wait a second, what day is it? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's the first day of hunting season, Oh, right? shit, it's not Friday. Oh, fuck. God, damn this watch. The watch. I didn't wind my fucking watch. <laughs> I went out drinking with Hank. Oh, uh, damn it. <laughs> Took a knee and shot the thing, and it, like, looked up at me and then just kind of, like, casually, like, walked behind a bush. And I'm thinking, like, <laughs> there's no way I just missed that thing. <laughs> Dude, it walks over into your, gets up into the back of your pickup truck. There you go, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Easiest hunt ever. Well played, well played. Good shot. You want me to start the uh, cutting, or are you going to do that later? <laughs> and I walked down, and that bush behind, it it, uh, it was perfect. That's it awesome. Shot it, it died five yards away. Because, like, what you want, you know, it, like, to take an ethical shot, to not put the animal in misery, like to get a good, clean, ethical shot. Thing died five yards away from my shot. It was instantly dead. Yeah. Got it, like, right through the heart. Nice. Like, perfect shot. Nice. And then I, I tell... That makes up for you torturing that animal to death. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I'm back to zero. <laughs> I'm not at a negative one right now. But I thought about it is that last year, while we were hunting, um, I was going to take a shot on the, on the one that I did. It was, like, 240-something yards. Is my buddy is like, hey, dude, you're a little shaky. Like, take a deep breath, reset, and everything. And because I was like, I was just up in my head. I was like, last day of the season. Like, this is my last chance I have to get. You know what I mean? I'm already late to get back home. I've got like a four hour drive to get home. And, but we've done all this tactical training. Mm-hmm. So I called the guy who's been running us through the tactical training. I was like, dude, I owe you some venison. Cause like, I sat down perfectly still perfect trigger pull, like deep breath. And I didn't think about it. Yeah. I didn't have to go like, okay, squeeze through the trigger slowly, like concentrate. Don't flinch when you shoot. Yeah. It's like everything was muscle memory. So it turns out if you practice something, yeah, you get way better at it. Yeah. And, uh, if you ended last season, totally skunked 
and you like at that moment you're like never again and then the cue the montage of you lifting weights and like hiking up the hill (laughs) (laughs) fucking rocky music playing in the background right all year long (laughs) you see the clock the camera you're xing off days on the calendar First day of hunting season. First minute that you're legally allowed to shoot a deer. I got, I, a deer crawls into the back of your truck, and you just, like, hit it with a hammer. All righty. <laughs> I literally got the first minute of legal light of opening day. You killed the first buck that anyone killed this year. <laughs> on P-Zone. Yeah. That was insane. Amazing. I left the house. I told my wife, like, I'm, I'm going to go hunt. And then I'm all, she goes, we're going to see your dad later. I was like, yeah. Oh, like, I'll, I'm going to, uh, like, a real close spot. I called her seriously 30 minutes later. I was like, no one believes you. I was like, I got a buck. Bullshit. (laughs) She goes, are you kidding me? I was like, nah. Like, I'll be home in like 15 minutes and start cleaning this thing up. (laughs) Yeah, it was awesome. Got a ton of meat off the thing. Then my buddy, another guy that I've known since kindergarten, lives around the corner from my parents' house. And then he showed, he has like legit. So here's the thing about hunting that's kind of interesting. It's same thing with guns. It's like, well, you buy a gun, you take it to the range a couple times, you got it. It's like, no, dude, if you really, really want to be proficient, it's it's so much work. And then um, hunting, same thing. Well, there you go, buy a rifle. Okay. Then you got to, like, learn how to track deer, which is extremely difficult. Like, I've, I've stalked deer for three hours, and then the wind, all of a sudden you feel that wind on the back of your neck. I'm like, that. This whole day is wasted. Like, I got to start all over. Like, you, you see them a quarter mile away, just, like, taking off. They can smell you instantly. And so once you do get a deer, which is a shit ton of work and, like, prep to do, it's like, then you get that thing. It's like, now you have to know how to gut it, which I don't know if you've ever seen someone gut a deer. It's it's a little heavy if you're, like, not into that thing. Like my, my Blood and guts? Yeah, my wife was watching it because you want to take out all the whole guts. There's a technique to take the entire gut sack out, cut the asshole out, and then cut and spill all the guts out, reach up, get the trachea, which is also an organ because you want to get the organs out as quickly as possible because mm-hmm. that's what starts spoiling the meat. And there's a technique to doing that, and the only way, to, like the best way to do it is to actually just stick your hands up in there, and you can separate that gut sack from, mm-hmm. the, uh, from the ribs. And so you're like elbows deep in this deer just like slowly pulling like this giant organ out yeah at the same time trying to grab the heart because you know you you got to take a bite out of it because it's your first kill (laughs) it's exactly eating the heart tomorrow by the way if you want to stop by okay but uh and then once that's done you gotta like cape it so you gotta like figure there's a technique to getting the skin off like i won't go into the details of that but then you you have to have like actual butcher skills which that's my biggest weak point right now. And my buddy, like, I know the basics. I can bone out a deer and get everything out of there, but he showed me how to do it. I was halfway through it by the time he got there. He's like, okay, got some work to do here, but uh, you're doing it wrong. Yeah, he's like, let me, <laughs> let me show you a couple of things. And it's like, you have to know like the anatomy of a deer, of, like where, how the muscle groups work. Cause there's a, if you do it correctly, it's actually, I wouldn't say it's easy, but it's easier. Is it like that blowfish where if you do it wrong, it turns out to be poisonous? No. Okay. <laughs> no. Then tell your buddy to fuck off. <laughs> what is this, a blowfish? <laughs> you can take your 40 years of hunting experience and just fuck off. <laughs> I got I got I got it. Just give me the knife. Just give me the knife. But he showed me some techniques of, like, taking the shoulders out where I just laid out, like, 
giant, nice, you know, like eight pound steaks, like perfectly like rolled out. Yeah, it was nice. Cool, dude. Yeah, congrats, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah, you got to take me with you next time. Yes. Uh, so just keeping it light. Okay. As we've been commanded to do. Um, I found a show that I think might be good. This is going to suck for people that are just listening and so, not watching. So just to be fair, the last show you pitched was Cocaine Bear. That was a movie. Okay. And I wasn't pitching it. Okay. I was saying it looked crazy. Okay. I was not pitching it. <laughs> All right. Just... Uh, the last show I pitched was that Dark Winter, no, Dark Summer show. Do you remember that? It was a zombie. Dark Winter was the COVID dry one uh, right before Event 201. No. Dark Summer, I think it was Dark called. Dark Summer. Do you remember that? That zombie show that we were watching? We were t- Is that the one that's like kind of tongue-in-cheek set in Vegas? No. Or? Okay. No, it was super realistic. There were all the guys that had like tactical dudes with... and then. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, it was very realistic about end of the world kind of... Yeah, pretty good. That's what it was called, right? Dark Winter? Dark Summer. Cold Summer. Something like that. Anyways, check it out. It's it was great. Mild spring. My, <laughs> my recommendation was spot on. Okay. Okay. I'm not saying that this is gonna be good, but do you remember when Walking Dead came out? Yes. And we were like, that might be good. It looked kind of like mm-hmm. a little crazy, and then you watch two episodes, and you're like, holy shit, I'm so into this. Yeah. And then by season four or whatever, you're like, okay, this is stupid. Yeah, kind of tapers off. Okay. Tell me what you think of this. <clears throat> and I apologize to people who are not watching along with us. Matt will describe it perfectly, play-by-play. Play. Listen on. This is the truth. It's called Twisted Metal. Twisted. Fighting leads to killing, and killing gets to warring. Now when- All right, we got some pimped-out uh, apocalypse mobiles. That's the wrong one. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so Twisted Metal is a new series, and... I'm going to play the trailer right now. 20 years ago. Sorry. The world fell to shit. Cities put up walls to protect themselves and threw the criminals out so they could fight over what was left. But there are humble motherfuckers like me delivering cargo from one walled city to another. That's where the cars and guns come in. Give me the package, no man! So if I'm here, then the exit is... Oh, they have a footlocker. Oh, son of a... Uh. Uh. Welcome to New San Francisco. It's kind of interesting, huh? Yeah. Entertaining? Bring it back. I can make your every wish come true. So, John... End of the world? What do you wish for? Toilet paper. I'm a little... Two-ply. I think I can do better. Three-ply? I'm a little skeptical as to the premise. All right, Is it the cities are the safe haven? Yes, <laughs> agreed. Agreed. Well, actually, I'm pause I'm going to guess that the cities look like a safe haven, much as they would have you believe today. Yeah. But when you get there, kind of like in The Walking Dead, remember when they found that paradise that the governor had? Right. And it turned out, oh, this looks amazing. It turned out it was not amazing. Uh-huh. I guarantee you they do the same thing here. There's no way around that. When you really put try to put together a story, it's impossible to have the city in a post-apocalyptic world be the safe place. It's no. always going to be hell. Yeah. 
even if it looks nice on the cover. Well, look, let's look at some of the basic logistics of the apocalypse, <laughs> which is a sentence I say mm-hmm. at least once a day. Yeah. Is that the problem is what? <laughs> that's, that's our next coffee table book. <laughs> the problem, Apocalyptic logistics. <laughs> yeah. The problem is what? The world goes to hell. That is the main right? core problem. So yes. food and water is number one. First thing that you start worrying about. Mm-hmm. So you just don't produce anything. Mm-hmm. So how the city would be the safe haven, how they would have that all worked out. Like they don't grow anything. Correct. Uh, water. <laughs> I mean, you can't even go Unless in the ocean. Seattle. You can't even go surfing in San Francisco after a heavy rain. Right. Because there's so much feces and no, unless hypodermic you're needles. Collecting in rain every day. Yeah. Other than that, it looks good. If you put the gun down, I'll drop you off as close as I can to where you're going. She's quiet. She don't talk. Motherfucker, eat shit. Much. You have no idea what's out east. Even the people trying to bring the law back are dangerous. This is our land. These are our roads. And they're going to have to go through Vegas. You're going to like this part. Who rules Vegas, John? Hi, everybody. Never seen anyone cut off a human head and catch it as good as that. <laughs> hey, uh, Nev Campbell. Nev Campbell. From, uh, Party of Five? Yeah. So hot. I know. Still looks good. This never happened to me before. Really? Man. Oh, man. Alright, I might check it out. Aha! I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> it looks all right. So um as I do every year, I go to the doctor, get full blood work, complete health mm-hmm. checkup. And then um and I've been blessed so far. Clean bill of health, everything she everything's perfect. Like you know, you're not lacking anything. That's because uh, like most of my, I guess, inner social circle, exercise, eat a good diet, you know, some supplements, some vitamins. Don't stuff. drink. Don't, ne- yeah, absolutely, Never. absolutely not. <laughs> Don't touch the stuff. <laughs> and then, of course, after I get this perfect clean bill of health, she emails me, my doctor, who doesn't like me, by the way. And I don't know. Yeah, and emails me is like, here's all the changes you should make. I'm like, did is there something wrong? Like, what, like, why should I make all these changes? One of them was like, you just because she's asking me about my diet, and I primarily tell her how much you drink. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, they, when you go in there, they ask. Yeah, what do you yeah. tell them? I, I remember her asking something. What'd like, you tell them? Just you know, you don't want to say. <laughs> I don't even remember what I said. I always tell them I don't drink. Really? Yeah. Wow. Because I just don't want, because I drink, well, I don't drink as much anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry to ruin anyone's uh, idea of who I am <laughs> on this podcast. But uh, um, I used to drink a lot. And I didn't want that to ever come back and bite me. Yeah. From some, like, you know, medical thing. Well, so, I, I definitely didn't tell the truth. And when I did tell her, is she goes, that's a lot. I was like, I got a feeling you and I hang out in different social circles because I'm like right on par with like every single one of my friends. So, I don't know. She could be right. But anyway, point being is that uh, one of the things that she hit was 
because I eat mostly meat mm-hmm. on like borderline carnivore diet. Mm-hmm. So I eat like steak, chicken, eggs, rice, broccoli, peppers, whole milk. That's pretty much it. And I run a loose rule of thumb, like not to go too far in the weeds of it. It's like, I just want to know every ingredient that's going to my body. So it's like, even, I don't even really, I stopped eating out like a long time ago. You know, I'll go, if I want to like uh, live large, like Peter Hotez, that fat pile of shit pharmaceutical salesman. He <laughs> lives large. Mor- morbidly obese and is trying to tell us about health and how to like experiment, <laughs> inject ourselves with experimental mRNA technology. <clears throat> That's not what I'm talking about right now. <laughs> is Count I'll go out and get like a burrito because we're blessed with some of the greatest Mexican food ever. Yeah, here, where we live in Northern California. Is the she was like you're eating like too much meat, and I was like, based on what? Like why? Like if you just gave me a perfect bill of health, good cholesterol, good everything, everything's perfect. She said like you're above average and everything, so it's like you have nothing to worry about. I was like so. Why am I getting this email that I need to make all these changes? I also got the same kind of pushback from, uh, uh, I'll call it a close friend. And he's like, what's your diet like? I'm like, I eat like this. I eat steak, like a lot of steak. You know, I do. I benefit from a high-fat diet. So like grass-fed butter, whole milk, eggs, steak, stuff like that. He goes, I just, I just think you should be a little concerned about like the amount of cholesterol in your body. I was like... Well, number one, how do you know that cholesterol is bad? Mm-hmm. Like, because uh, how do you know that? And number two, like, I just got a perfect bill of health here. So, like, what are you basing your concern on is, is what I'm wondering. So this sent me, while I was hunting, like, I was just, like, thinking about shit. And so we have understood there's been, like, a war on meat lately, correct? Absolutely. I mean, big time. Big time. And then remember when we were kids, there was a war on fat. Yeah. Like we were taught, like, so what's your, what's your memory of like the food pyramid, you know, when we were like in high school, for example? Uh, The bottom, which is the biggest portions was grains, then uh, fruits and vegetables, Mm -hmm. then uh, dairy, poultry, meat at the top. Yeah. Now, I was lucky to grow up. My parents were semi-health nuts, so I always ate, like, really healthy as a kid. And then they... Um, which And I was, too, which in the definition of that is just not processed shit and no sugar. Right, yeah. Especially, I think, our generation, like, eating out all the time just, like, wasn't really a thing. Yeah, especially, but I... <clears throat> especially where I grew up. There, were, I mean, there was only two restaurants, so it if, didn't matter anyway. If I could feed my family the way that I wanted to, it would be more in the lines of what you just said was right. the... But I can't get Gertrude to get on board with that diet. Yeah. And she knows that whole grains are healthy mm-hmm. and that, you know, all the, that, that too much red meat is bad and that fat, you know. Yeah. I don't know where she is on fat, but it's just a battle that I can't really. Well, I think the fat thing is kind of interesting, and, and we'll get into this a little bit later. But the, the fat thing is, it's kind of funny because they, they it's almost like a marketing ploy. It's like people are obese. The word is fat. Yeah, stop eating fat because fat makes you fat. That's categorically false. <laughs> That's patently false. That is not true. Like I don't. It reminds me of that scene in uh, was it Indiana Jones? No, what was it? Where uh, they eat the monkey brains? Yeah, and the 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 stupid uh, 
the stupid aborigines in India or whatever, mm-hmm. the, the natives, mm-hmm. think that that that's gross and it'll make you sick. They don't realize this like wise white like aristocrat <laughs> scientists like they don't realize that the eating the monkey brains will actually give them the intelligence extra intelligence make like, them smarter exactly right? the opposite of yeah. what's true uh it's same word eating but yeah, brains true. you're eating brains therefore you get brains so we talk a lot about the the notion of the walk out the front door right because we can read i mean especially when it comes to like diet nutrition health viruses is I got this study and I had, I remember having an argument with a friend. He's just talking about like how, how well masks work. I was like, no, they don't fucking work. He's like, he sends. And I said, I was like, look, you can send me a study. I'm going to send you a study. You're going to say like, and we can do this retarded circle dance all day long. Mm. I'm going to go back to work. Like everything I've seen, masks don't work. There's one study <laughs> yes. that says masks work. Yeah. There's 170 plus that say they don't. You're so right. I'm happy to play that game. But this was like early on. Who's right. your friend? Tell me right now. No, I'm not going to say it. I'm going to fucking send him 170 studies. So going back to like diet nutrition, like you walk out your front door, despite all the data, like data, I'm using my finger quotes here, like different studies, like we can walk out our front door. One thing we do realize is like how like profoundly unhealthy people are, which is a drastic change in our lifetimes. That's why I'm writing that article. Where have all the hotties gone? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> which will be published by. Which will be published by. The, which will be published by. I don't have uh, a name for it. LibertyTree.org. No, yeah. <laughs> LibertyTreeLifestyle.com. Fine, <laughs> that'll work. <laughs> and then you go on social media and you realize like how profoundly like mentally unstable people are. It's just unhinged rage all the time. Yeah. Like, I even see people that I know, like I'm not on Facebook when people show me like posts. It's like, Jesus, do you see this? It's like, yeah, you just, uh, there's just something wrong with that person. <laughs> they're just like fucked up. Yeah. They're obviously like extremely angry all the time. And this is how they get it out. It's I guess. New normal. So let's talk about sugar. I'm gonna, okay. I'm going to hit you with a couple stats, and then we're going to walk it back like we did last episode. Okay. We're going to walk it back. We're going to Tarantino on that shit. Okay. So going back to the 1800s, Americans on, av- on average, this is like it's when they began collecting this data, which is a little suspect because you go to the 1800s, I don't know how accurate that data is, but let's just say they're within the margins of air, right? Let's say they're in the ballpark. Do you want to guess how many pounds of sugar Americans ate? Back then, a year. A year? On average. One. Six. Okay. So you were wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you were Good. wrong right there. Good. <laughs> you know what it is now? Tired of being right all the time. <laughs> Do you, you want to know what it is now? Um, average, average American it was per six. year, how many pounds they eat a year of sugar? God, I mean... And... Obviously, you don't know the methodology of the study, right? Uh, I got it. I'm just gonna say how many pounds a year I think I eat. So before you answer that, okay, I, I want to just set the table, as they say in corporate America, which I have no experience. They don't know that. They say that. So we'll put what you said in the parking lot, and we're gonna circle they back. Don't say that either. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm pretty sure in my mind, this is how they talk. <laughs> is 
I had like a, an amazing awakening. I mean, I've never been a sugar guy. I've always tried to avoid it. I've mm-hmm. always kind of. Now you're sweet enough as it is. <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> is a guy. <laughs> we got to fix that soundboard. <laughs> is he told me he was on, he got called for jury duty. And it was a guy that got busted with a, b- a bunch of cocaine. Mm. And the guy tells me, we were staying at, he, he lived in San Antonio, Texas. We were, okay. we were on tour. We're staying at his house. Super good dude, our buddy Chad. He goes, hey, do you, do you want this case of sodas? I've never been a soda guy. Yeah. But I'm on tour. I'm like, yeah, I'll take them. Yeah. I'll mix it with vodka or something like that. And uh, he's like, look how much sugar is on there. I looked at it and I was like, uh, 30 grams. Yeah. He goes, okay. He's like, I'm going somewhere with this. He's all, I'm getting ready to fact check you right now. Okay. Go ahead. He's all, do you know how much 30 grams of sugar is? I was like, uh, didn't you answer your own question in your sentence? He's like, I mean, can you visualize it? I was like, not really. He goes, I just got off jury duty for a guy who got busted with cocaine. And uh, the, the prosecutor held up. A gram is if you go into a Denny's or a coffee shop or whatever, is one of those sugar packets, right? Those little paper packets. That's, right. that's one gram. So, so you drinking that soda is like you tearing open 30 of those things and just eating it and just click. I was like, holy crap. I've never thought of it like that before. So you told me that once, yeah, like 100 years ago. Uh-huh. And I looked it up recently. I'm not sure that's exactly accurate. Really? So, held, it held up in court. <laughs> I went to prison. No, I know that. Yes, that's how much is a cocaine of cocaine, a gram of cocaine. But sugar is little tiny crystals. It's a little heavier. A sugar cube is four grams of sugar. Okay. So one-fourth of a sugar cube is not a packet of sugar. It's pretty tightly compressed. So if you fluff it up. Yes. That's what you're saying. That's what I'm saying. Like you're taking insulation out of the original bag and putting mm-hmm. it into the hopper. Mm-hmm. So yes, yes, yes. It uh, agitates through the hose, yeah. and then you spray it into the attic. Exactly. At a good, like, I don't know, 14 inches to get an R38 level. Of right, right. Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's I hear you. Okay, yeah, maybe you're right. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Uh, so, you're wrong twice. So, moving on. <laughs> so, uh, so we, did, we didn't answer the question. How many, how many pounds of sugar does the average American, do you think, if you had to guess, well, in a year? I had a, so, how many pounds, how many grams are in a pound? How many grams in a Pete? Ah, shit, Pete. God, fucking fingers. In a pound. Ah, 453.6. So that's 453 packets of sugar. How many of those do I eat in a year? In a year? Do I have to count? kind of sugar that you're not sure if it's sugar or not like when you drink alcoholic like if i drink a martini which is just pure liquor mm-hmm. is there sugar in that i mean like no nah, zero I grams I in that i think we're counting like sugar like actual sugar not sugar that's in like a um fruit not like carbs that be con- that are converted to sugar okay or whatever, like actual is it sugar added to the stupid <sighs> okay i'll tell you stop <laughs> i gotta know let me guess let me guess I'm going to say that I eat, um... Not what you eat, what the average American eats. I know. I think I eat less than an average American. You do. We all do. 
<laughs> Everyone does. Everyone does. <laughs> Except this one this, this guy. This whole study's bullshit. <laughs> no, there's just this one guy. He brings up the average for everybody. He eats 37 tons of sugar every year. That's just as they do that on purpose. The sugar industry does that to drive the numbers. Right, up. right. Uh, I'm going to say uh, 147 pounds. 115 pounds. <laughs> Not bad, though. Pretty close. 115 hey, pounds. Here's a couple other stats. So roughly 96 million Americans, or about one in three Americans, are pre-diabetic. That's 52,000 packets Yeah, from the diner. Right. And one in three Americans are pre-diabetic due to sugar. Yes. And we've talked about sugar. It's not just because they, now we had in the 90s, like, you know, when we were growing up, so we had sugar-free Diet Coke, no sugar, zero grams of sugar, whatever. And yeah. then instead it's like saccharin and all this like these yeah. weird Frankenstein chemicals, which are even worse. Like worse you're better off sugar. just having like regular and sugar. don't cause heat, uh, I almost said heat loss, weight loss. Mm-hmm. They act in your body. A lot of them act the same way sugar acts. Oh, even worse. So that they, but, but in terms yeah. of weight gain. Yeah. Like it makes you gain weight. Yeah. The way the sugar makes you gain weight. But yeah, just, the best rule of thumb I heard about from a nutritionist, he said like, if it's sweet, it's got sugar in it. It might not have sugar under the ingredients, but it's got like dextrose or like some pre-hydraulic, hyper-extensive, you know, <laughs> monoglyceride saccharin or like whatever. You're like, oh, well, you know, zero calories. I'll, I'll take it. So, but it says diet on the can. Yes, right. Now, this increase from when I say that one to three, one in three Americans are now pre-diabetic, and the increase of like we're eating, us as Americans are eating 115 pounds of sugar a day. This increase has been going on since around like 1965, 1967 is when it started, like when they noticed like a uptick. And then like really, really took off like right around like 1980. And that beginning of that uptick in 1965, 1967, there's a reason for that. So remember those two dates. Because I'm going somewhere with this. It's not just about sugar. Sugar is merely the platform for explaining a larger idea, which I'm sure I appreciate. And I'm going to keep it light and airy and not dark. Mm-hmm. I'm not. But no. So I didn't think you were. We remember, like I say, we remember the food pyramid of like, I, that was like, I thought about this a lot this weekend. That was like a, my original like red pill. And this was like when I was 16, 17, in school being taught that. You shouldn't eat eggs. Have two, no more than two eggs a week because of the cholesterol. And like instead, have this. And then with the proposal, the alternative to eating eggs, and they're saying like protein's bad because it has a lot, it's high fat and it's a lot of cholesterol. Instead, eat, the, eat this. It's like these processed breads, grains, crackers, stuff like that. And I didn't know dick about nutrition. But my, and this, I think we go back to the, the notion of the walk out the front door test. I was like, this intuitively does not make sense to me. I was like, because it just seems to me like real food, an egg, I mean, it was the most, there's one ingredient, which is egg. Right. Awesome. Nice. You're back on the right side of history. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I, how could that be bad for you? Like, this is just comes purely from nature, it, it, you know, plopped out of a chicken. You eat it. Instead, you're saying... Yeah, you can say the same thing about chicken shit. <laughs> okay. Okay, fair enough. Which my dog loves. So, uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. <laughs> is, 
and she's living way past her actual <laughs> yes. expected life yes. <laughs> time. There you go. Yeah, I, apparently there's something to it. All right, folks, thanks Dude, for you listening. You are making so much sense. <laughs> Keep going. Is that the... It just intuitively didn't make sense. I'm like, here's this completely natural one-ingredient food that I've been told my whole life was good. Now you're saying that's bad, and you're saying the better food is this highly processed, like homogenized, like bizarre chemical laden food with like 40 ingredients into it. Like, even though I didn't know anything about nutrition, I was like, that, that doesn't make any sense to me. And that's, I think we said this before, like my red pill moment was like them saying that eggs are bad for you. Well, no eggs are good for you. I was like, okay. So like you, I'm not listening to you people anymore. You know what I mean? Like you contradict yourself too much and you can extrapolate from there to, basically my worldview now where like I just I'm not gonna listen to anybody anymore because you I'm looking any any anything any source that I go to for information I'm gonna go back and look at their track record. I'm like, yeah. It's like how many times have you been wrong? So like I'm just not gonna believe you now. Right. Mm-hmm. So now the food pyramid has become the food, food compass. compass. Yes, which is just well it's even more deranged and ridiculous. Like do you remember like the basics of the things that we point out on the all I really remember is that lucky charms are now good for you. <laughs> yes, and eggs and hamburger and butter are really bad for you. So what they did, and we, we remember in the 90s, like the war on fat, right? Everything was low fat. That was a big thing because mm-hmm. obviously duh, fat makes, fat you, makes you fat. Fat, fat makes you fat. It's right? The words are the same. And so the, to substitute what the food industry did is to substitute taking all the low fat, take, taking the fat out of food is like us being flavor-driven mammals. Like we want that, that mouth pleasure, much like that pile of shit Peter Hotez, is they substituted taking the fat out, like fat is where the flavor is, like if you cook a steak, for example, and they substitute that with sugar. And then to make things sugar-free, they're like, well, we have a sugar substitute. And then when like, and then the FDA go like, that causes cancer. Like, well, we'll just, it's like meth. Like, well, we'll change like one molecule. Like now it's, th- now it's called this. Now it's called this. And the name's even longer. Dexatrim. Yes, <laughs> Dexatrim, which is speed. If you see Dexatrim, get some. <laughs> it's a great party drug. Send it to us at uh, Liberty Kelly at Liberty Tree Lifestyle. We've been wanting to do a 24-hour podcast for quite, for quite some time. And and so then and then at the same time as people became, I mean, not I don't want to get into like the inflation, you know, uh, discussion, but as at the same time as all these food products are coming that are just like laden with chemicals and fake sugars and the American culture is taking that weird turn towards prepackaged foods and eating out more and fast foods and like growing your own foods. Just that kind of is like a fringe thing. Like it's kind of like a, it's like a, a weird hobby that you have. Yeah. You know, it's what, you know, I mean, here in California, mm-hmm. um, why would you do that? Yeah. Making your own food, like out of all, like buying a sack of rice, buying a sack of beans, um, getting a, huge thing of chicken making a huge pot of, of meals and says like prepackaged foods and stuff from restaurants. And if you look at, so going back to the sugar thing is people thinking like, well, I don't eat sugar. I don't eat sweets. It's like, okay, let's take a look at that salad dressing that you just dumped yeah. all over your prepackaged salad there. And there's yeah. like, oh, it's like 
Dude, have you ever had uh, 27 grams of sugar in that? Uh, have you ever had the Amy's, uh, which is all vegetarian, her refried yeah. beans or the chili that they make? Have you ever had that? Yes. Or even like Rosarita refried beans. Yeah. And compare that to your own refried beans. Right. It's sweet. Yeah. It's yeah. sugary. Yeah. They put fucking sugar in the refried beans. Who, who, what Mexican grandmother in the history of Mexico ever put sugar, sugar in her in fucking re- refried beans? It's so <laughs> stupid. Even more It'd be so. be like putting sugar on the table. Like, do you need salt or pepper on your stuff? How about sugar? What? Why would I put sugar? sugar in my beans? Is, and even more so, go to the grocery store. If you go to the grocery store, I don't go to the grocery store, <laughs> but fi- go get find the uh, fat-free refried beans. Turn it around. See how much sugar is in that. And see how many chemicals are in there, too. Half those chemicals are going to be like different kinds of sugar, by the way. By the way, um, do you remember being a kid? Yes, I do. And um, like 18 to 25 mm-hmm. range. And starting to think that you needed to watch out for Mexican restaurants who used lard yes. in their beans. Absolutely. I do too. And now, like, try to find lard yeah. in a Mexican restaurant. You won't find it. It's all been replaced with canola oil. It's all is... been replaced by the people shopping for diet sodas in the soda no, aisle. <laughs> it's, it's been replaced by the canola company, yeah. who is a... It's which is short for the Canadian oil, whatever company. And canola oil being a an industrial lubricant yeah. byproduct, a derivative of the <laughs> rapeseed. And you so guys, you is, guys couldn't come up with a better name. <laughs> <laughs> it's like no. What it was was they were like, God, God, we we have okay, we have the perfect plant for the oil, and there's just one problem. It's called the rapeseed. Ugh. Really? All right, we got to come up with another name. We can't go. We can't go to market with rape oil. <laughs> it just conjures up too many terrible images. By the uh, way, who came up with that name? Yeah, uh, we did. Yeah. <laughs> really? I mean, it's the rapeseed. Why not rape oil? You guys couldn't come up with something better. No, we're going to call it the Canadian oil. Anyways, the Mexican restaurants now will not. Uh, lard is banned. Lard is a bad thing. Yep. You can no longer use, which is basically pig fat. Yeah. Although they do sell it in your grocery store. If they don't, go to Lucky's. They sell it there. And I bought some recently. I put it in my end of the world food box. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't want to use it because it's not just pure animal fat, which is what we would ideally use. Like yeah. I have a freezer full of animal fat right now, and I'm looking forward to rendering it down and making oil out of it. But the lard in the store has other kind of ingredients in it yeah. for preserving it and whatever. So I figured, you know, if end of the world, I'm not really that worried about the dexatane right. tholomule number six that's keeping it alive. So, but yeah, isn't that – that's interesting, right, that they, yeah. they also – anything that's animal part of, that's part of the war on has fat. been replaced by the easy-to-make big car- – because you can't – it's hard to monetize meat. Or meat byproducts. Mm-hmm. It's very easy to monetize animal or uh, plant products. Yeah, right. That's the way that that we want to go. That's why we want to get people off meat and into fake meat and into crickets and things like that. Because cows are a bitch to deal with. Pigs are a pain in the ass to deal with. So much easier just to harvest the fucking rape seeds and and make all of what we need out of that. 
So a couple more stats, right? So remember the stats I was saying before? Yeah. Is is one in three Americans are pre-diabetic with some version of like a blood sugar ailment. So back just back in name diabetes yeah pre-diabetic diabetes okay. um back in 1980 do you know what that number was it was one in 50 wow right here we are yeah. to, here we are today it's one in three yeah right. i mean I, I when i walk out of your front door and see all the fatties walking around mm-hmm. instead of all the hotties i am not I should not be shocked by that, but that is a <laughs> staggering statistic. And so last stat. So in 1967, remember that date, uh, there was something called the Harvard Sugar Study, which as of today, they estimated that since 1967 up to today, uh, as many as 158 million people have died from diabetic slash heart-related diseases. Right? Okay. So I mentioned the Harvard Study. So in, so I'd ask you this, okay? Of uh, obviously diabetes, uh, heart disease, diet-related mortalities have just gone through the roof. Starting in, let's just say 1967. I'd say like for a long time. But if you look at the the, the mortality charts of this, it's skyrockets in the light, late 1960s and just keeps just going up and up and up. If you had to guess, like we're sitting in, I guess you don't sit in an elevator. If we were standing in an elevator and I just asked you, like, why do you think this is? You could sit in an elevator. Uh, there's nothing yeah, preventing you from that. Yeah. It could be one of those psychological studies. If you sit down in an elevator, like all the other people just slowly sit down too. Dude, that would... Yeah, no, that, that would weird people out. Like you turning the wrong way, like you're back to the doors. Do you see elevator. that study? Ugh. They did that. They did yeah. a video, like three people in there just like stared at the back of the elevator and that one person going like, oh, I guess this is what we're doing now. And that's how masks work. <laughs> exactly. And that's why you're wearing a head box. <laughs> so uh, if you had to take a guess, I mean, I kind of played my first card. 72. So around like. Percent. Uh, I'm answering before you actually ask the question. <laughs> what? Okay. I don't know what the question is. Oh, you said if you had to take a guess. I took the guess kind of before you were done with the question. Uh, My answer is 72%. Mm. Uh, 74. You're wrong again. <laughs> Sorry. If you had to guess, like, why we're seeing these rates of heart disease and diabetes, it would be because of what? Well, it's not 72%. <laughs> Um, I'm going to go with the... What is your insistence <laughs> on making things difficult? <laughs> it's a long day, dude. I'm yeah, sorry. All good. Dude, I got to say, just a quick side note. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know when you're a kid growing up and like you hear adults talk about Mondays uh-huh. being like, Mondays, right? Yeah. You know, I mean, you and I used to joke about this yeah, yeah. all the fucking time. We'd joke about it as carpenters, Yeah, not people... Not entrepreneurs or business owners with employees. Like, mm-hmm. there was a serious fucking like Mondays are not easy. <laughs> like, there is a I'm emotional adjustment that happens on I, Mondays. I am with you. I, I I'm not like case of the Mondays guy. But today I was like I was definitely was feeling. I packed a lot into one weekend, and I got home you know yesterday and had to unpack everything. I had to like 
process this deer and get it all packaged up. So yeah, I definitely woke up this morning just like I am just not functioning right now. And then I thought I was late to this is one of my favorite oh who you got there? Chris Moreno. Hello. Hey Chris. You're on the podcast, dude. Oh, what's up, boys? Hey, man, how you doing? Oh, I'm good. The world isn't. You got a case of the Mondays? Uh, no, not really. I just uh, uh, we I both. try not to intake too much Instagram, and then I just put it on, and it's just one you know, a mob of kids beating up another kid, and it happened just, just again, and then someone robbing somebody, you know, smashing. It's just, what uh, is... I was telling, I was just telling Matt about uh, the text that you sent me about how crazy people were in the world, and then when you finally, when you told me what the videos you watched were and how bad they were, I was like, oh my god, dude! Oh yeah, pedophile walking up to a camera, literally saying, "I like three-year-olds and four-year-olds." It's just absolutely. It's I could not believe. I know the dude who filmed it. I cannot believe that guy did not punch him right then and there. Wow. Yeah, I was serious. Wow. Oh. Anyways, um, you guys got the Mondays, huh? Well, glad you called. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> can't, can't wait to see you next weekend. <laughs> Looking forward to having you on the show, dude. <laughs> Are you recording this now? Yeah. Yeah. Can't hear you. Hello? Yeah, we are. I tell you what, I'll call you back in a little bit, all right? Okay, I'll see you later. Hey, thanks again, Kelly. You no problem, dude. Talk to you soon. I'm so excited to have him on the show. I love that dude. I am too. Yeah, one of the he's one a, of the best people. Such in the world. A, like a good person to be around. One of the best, uh, excluding that phone call. <laughs> <laughs> that, how funny is that? I was like, God, case of the Mondays. And he calls. I was like, Oh my God, dude! I was like, It's just brutal out there. The world is just fucked. Up. No, but the best part is he started out. I was like. No, no, yeah, fine. Good, yeah. Oh, yeah, but God damn yeah, but, but the pedophiles. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so, hold on. What was, I was, was I done with saying what I was saying? No, go ahead. Uh, what got me there? Uh, you have a case of the Mondays. Fuck. I can't end it on me having a case of the Mondays. <laughs> I can't remember how we got there. Go ahead with your chair. Okay. So, the obesity, the heart rate, the heart disease, why would that be? I mean, we intuitively know what it is. It's sugar. Putin. Oh, sugar. Well, yeah, yes. and, and climate change. Yes. And domestic extremism. Well, hello, racism. Um, so in 1965, uh, a bunch of scientists and nutritionists uh, basically started coming out with these studies that revealed that... This is what? Studies. Oh, okay. And that uh, the new onset of like rapidly increasing rates of heart disease... And diabetes were due to sugar, right? Makes sense. And when these studies came out, the sugar industry buried those studies. They paid lobbyists to like bury those studies. Those can't come out. And then they financed their own studies to like counteract those studies, which they tried to bury. And then eventually they came out little by little. But they financed these guys. A couple of like well known. Really respected, widely publicist scientists. So one guy was Frederick Stair, head of Harvard's Department of Nutrition. Stairhead? <laughs> Frederick Stair, comma, head. head. <laughs> Sorry, <dude. 
Harvard's Department of Nutrition. Sorry. I just snorted. That was pretty good, though. Uh, Dr. Mark Hegstead, scientific advisor for the USDA, the same USDA, at the same time was running Plum Island, weaponizing tits oh, boy. biological ticks oh, to spread Lone Star tick disease, the Alpha-Gal syndrome, which makes you allergic to meat. Sure, there's no coincidence there. And another guy named Dr. Robert Gandy. He was a well-known pioneer in dietary research. Now, they came up with studies magically financed by the sugar industry that said, like, it's not sugar. What it is hmm. is it's animal fats and cholesterol, high-fat diet, right? Yeah. And Well, what a coincidence that the study funded by the sugar industry did not come up with... Uh, Sugar being the problem. Egg, E-G-G, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) They were paid $65,000, which uh, adjusted for inflation, was right around $600,000 each to come up with the study with this specific... They all came up with this specific outcome magically, right? Yeah. Now, the first study showed... So the studies they were trying to counteract is the first study showed that Sugar causes deadly arterial plaque. All the scientists were like, eh, I think sugar is causing like a plaque buildup in the arteri- arterial walls, which are causing heart attacks. And the other one says, um, is that heart disease skyrocketed. Anyone on a high carb diet is going to immediately be afflicted with, you know, diabetes and other heart diseases. Th- those were like the main studies of the time. Those are the ones, those were both buried. Uh, and paid for by the sugar lobby. Sugar lobby hired those three guys, and they came up with they're like, no, it's sugar's actually good for you. Um, high 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 carb, high grain diet is good for you. It's animal fats, it's dairy products, is, is what's causing these diseases. Wouldn't you love to know what the reaction to someone that was like high up in the meat industry at the time? Um, what their reaction was to something like that. That was one out. question I had because I would assume that the sugar lobby is comparable as far as like bargaining bucks yeah. to the to meat, the meat industry. Yeah. But I guess but I guess they were like ahead of the curve and could be, yeah. right? Yeah, like they were ramping up and the the meat industry was he has been around since you know, forever, since the dawn of time. And so they maybe were kind of resting on their laurels and they weren't really on this this uh, attack mm-hmm. mode that the sugar industry... Uh, who knows? I'd love to... If anyone out there knows anyone in the meat industry that can comment on this, please email me at kelly at libertytreelifestyle.com. As usual, I'm glad you asked that question. Because what you could say is I could... I could... So remember... I was telling the story before about like telling my buddy, he's like, I'm like, I just eat tons of meat. And they immediately, immediately in their mind turn that into a political position. Yeah, you're oh, you eat a lot of meat. Oh, uh, you hate Jews. Yeah, okay. yeah, Trump <laughs> likes steak. Okay, I, I get it. I get it. You're one of like one of those guys, right? And then we talk about the walk out the front door test, right? And so think back to our us growing up, what we were taught in school, eat two eggs a week, right? Because the the cholesterol. Uh, beef, like very, very rarely, you know, chicken's better. And make sure you cook that beef till it's fucking till it's gray till all the way through. Rocking on the steak, <laughs> rocking on the plate, like how Trump yeah. likes it. Is, Is that right? Trump doesn't like it rare? 
No, he's a well done. That's why I like I can't be a Trump supporter. Oh, fuck like, that he, guy. Yeah, he's I want he's I want it rocking on the plate. I'm like, well, dude, you lost. Wow, you lost my vote there, right there. A weirdo. <laughs> but to go back to what you're saying is is that we can present this study. We can say, look, have you guys look at the sugar lobby, like hiring these the 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 Harvard sugar study, and they were lobbied by the sugar industry to create a war against cholesterol which is completely false and eggs and meat and dairy. And then we look at the food pyramid and we look at the food, the new, the new, the food companies. And we say like intuitively, like it doesn't make sense. It's just what I know as a human being, like, like I, I take take something completely natural, like an egg. And you're saying like, no, you should have honey nut Cheerios. I'm like it, this thing is nothing but chemicals. Lucky and, fucking charms, dude. Yeah, Lucky fucking charms are ahead on the food compass ahead of, of like eggs. egg and ground beef. Right. So then you go, go back to the COVID thing, like, well, I can send you a study, you can send me a study, we can go back and forth. And I'm like, okay, at the end of the day, we have all this conflicting information, and we have to walk out the front door at the end of the day, right? So we go out, like, <clears throat> this began in 1967, the propaganda campaign, you know, due to, we know this, that the sugar lobby, the sugar lobby lobbied the FDA and USDA um, to say, like, look, it's it's low-fat food, it's... it's um, refined grains it's chemical laden you know low fat this low fat you know crackers and snack wells and all the shit that we saw like growing up as kids and you go okay well i have my studies you have your studies okay let's look at obesity rates let's look at diabetes look let's look at uh heart disease like i walk out my front door i see just fucking morbidly obese people everywhere walk into your local walmart or target i mean i'm not going to but <laughs> you you can do that. Your wife will. And just tell me what you on see. On your behalf. <laughs> and did you is did you see that? Is that what you saw when you were a kid? When you were uh, 20 years ago? No. Like yeah. Absolutely not. No. So we we have followed your studies of that the war on fat, the war on meat, the war on dairy products, the war on eggs and you know, we we have followed that protocol. And you just go like, how did that work out for you? Like do do now do you do you believe me? Like, do you do you think that you are still right? We're seeing also the beginnings of a war on exercising. Yeah, calling it white supremacy. Exactly. So to tie it back into COVID. Go like walk out the front door. It's like so we are in grave danger from this respiratory virus. Therefore, we are shutting down all the gyms and making it illegal to you know we're going to arrest people for exercising in the park. And you say like or surfing. why or surfing. <laughs> It's like why, why is there no talk about like, hey, get outside, get some sunlight, you know, keep stay in shape, get the cardio up, you know, do some exercising. It's entirely there. There was no attention paid to preventative procedures. Correct. Right. Yep. So, I bring this up for two reasons. Not because well, number one, sugar is the fucking devil, and try to avoid it at all, at all costs. And I don't only say that because, I mean, part and parcel because a dying sick society is not going to be a functional society. I want a functioning society. I want people to be healthy. I want them to thrive, right? Do you, do you see a caveat for uh, fructose? Fruit? Because uh, Paul Saladino, uh-huh. uh, who's a doctor, he's been on Joe Rogan, who is an all-meat 
guy, <clears throat> he gets his carbs from honey and fruit. And he thinks that that's meat with honey and fruit. He does no vegetables. Broccoli to him is like, why would you do broccoli? It's a poison. Mm-hmm. Um, he would recommend, and I, I don't know. Right. I, I, I listen to his podcast every once in a while. I don't know how accurate all of it is, but... Um, do you, in the research that the extensive research that you've done, <laughs> 30 minutes I did it before you got here, <laughs> I, dude, you could spend the rest of your life. Oh, actually, yes, so. I'm, I'm right. right. That, uh, we're not that I'm, this is my position, but I, I think that there is, uh, you just look at the, the, what's in it. Yeah. It comes off a fucking tree. Right. Into your mouth. You're good to go. I, it my, comes out of your beehive that you have out the window right here. You're good to go. Yeah. If it has to be refined, if you think about sugar cane, like a lot of people say, well, real sugar is better than high fructose corn syrup. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. But it's not like you're eating a sugar cane. Right. It's kind of, it's a refined process also. Like, well, what is a sugar cane? Well, it's, it's like bamboo. It's just like, gra- it's just like grains and bread. It's like, yeah, yeah dude, if you... Harvest your own wheat and mill your own flour and make bread. Like my wife makes bread all the time. Like you can just taste it. And like this just tastes like it's good for mm-hmm. me. Like and it's it's all just pure. I mean, even that shit's been GMO modified and you know it's got all kinds of fuckery in it. But still, a step up above. Like grabbing that loaf of bread off the shelf at Safeway. I don't go to Safeway, but or, or getting a sub sandwich from Subway, it, where they which found you can taste like fucking plastic you, in the bread. Yeah, you can take. Yeah, literally had plastic in their bread. Right. So, point being, why would I bring this up? It's like I just I have a vested interest in the society being healthy because a, a healthy society is a functioning society. But you also bring this up is you have to think about that a lot of this stuff when you go back to these Harvard sugar studies. And people going like, we were taught this in school because they are what? They're following the science. Well, this is what the experts are saying. We had a big ep- uh, episode about experts. Like, what does it really mm-hmm. mean to be an expert? Like, who are these experts? Like, what's their track record? Like, how like how often they've been wrong? Mm-hmm. And then you look at our food pyramid, and then you very quickly realize that we have fucking poisoned our population with garbage food. And people go like, well, that's just... That's just your opinion, man. That you know, you, you you got your study, I got mine. I'm a okay. Walk out your front door. Do people look healthy to you? No, they do not. The vast majority of people are fucking sick, profoundly unhealthy. And I'm not saying that to look down down my nose nose at them or to poke fun at them or whatever. It's like they were lied to. The doctors, acting good, in good faith, were told by the FDA and the USDA, like this is the new thing. Get them on a, a high carb high grain diet, you know, low fat snacks and all this stuff. Yeah. And and they po- and they un- they unwittingly poisoned their fucking patients. Unwittingly? And this is well the doctors I, no the doctors did not know, yeah. but the people that were right. bribed by this corrupted fucking system, yeah. you know, the the FDA and USDA were like, no, like we just got paid by the sugar lobby, by the, you know, sugar industry to like say these things and we're going to pass it along to you and now we are responsible for 158 million deaths since 1967. Like maybe not directly connected, but I think the vast majority. I mean, the biggest killer of our society is heart disease, heart-related diseases, yeah. and, and, and cancers. And life expectancy of men, especially, is going down. Yes, in America. Yes, and oh, fuck. this is why, when to bring it around full circle, it's like 
when the COVID and you know the COVID jab comes along, like just take it. Why? Well, you don't want to get sick. I'm not worried about COVID. It's got a, a, you know a survivability rate of like 99.97 percent. It's like yeah, but the experts are saying you should take it. It's like these are the same people that say this, and then I go back to the food pyramid, and then you get into the race of heart disease and all that. It's like why would I fucking if listen I to this? In this spider web of mine, if grandfather never had seven wives, then darling, you would be love of my life. Oh, baby, it's my design to run the jungle. I must be a lion or be a cheetah, but neither is fine. Don't want to hurt my dear love of my life.
Of course. I, and, you know, it's probably, you know, I'm hearing it from you guys and over the last couple of years, and I know this, it's coming. And what's, you know, the real, real concern is that COVID-19 was, you know, the pandemic hoax um, to see how far they could push us. Yeah. Probably, they were probably absolutely, they probably mind blown at how easy it was and how far people. We, we always say that they were like surprised, like, holy shit, we thought people would and, push back a little bit. But. but still not good enough. And now, you know, the, the real concern is like, whatever this is, it's going to be released is really going to kill a lot of people. And of course, when it comes from, for the comes and affects the kids is when it will be real. And it's like, why, why? Why have the left doesn't they've divided us looking at these kids just mobbing other kids. And, you know, it's usually white, white boy getting attacked in Torrance, white girl getting attacked in. And I'm not trying to. Bye, baby. I love you. you I got to go pick up Farrell. Mother is home. home. Yeah. When you go in, will you unlock the Audi for me? Wait till I grab my wallet and then lock it, please. Yeah. Get out. Bye, Mia. Bye. Bye, Mia. Bye, Matt. Um, hey, let me call you. Let me, can you hold on just for one second? Yeah. Hold on for 30 seconds. Go and lock the Audi, please, for me. I yeah. have thought. We talk about it a lot.